G-O-D, but God is the God. Amen. Hallelujah. The word set it in order. You're not his God. And just because he loved God more than he loved you, you ought to want a man that loved God more than he loves you. Because if he loved God, that means he's going to do right by me. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nation of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first, and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. The enemy works harder to try to bring you down from a place that God has you because he knows if he can use the right influence, he can keep you from being transformed into that next level of glory. And he knows the right word to use. He knows the right person to use. He knows the right issue to use. He knows the right place to use to try to bring you down to a place that God wants delivered you from. Now you have new wine in old bottles. Now you have a fresh cloth on, what did the scripture say? You have a new garment on an old. The bottom line is Jesus said it just doesn't work. Because when you try to connect the new with the old, the old will try to intoxicate or poison the new from becoming effective. And that's why God is saying in this new year, it is mandatory that you make some disconnections. Because the old will stop you from the new. The old will stop you from pursuing what God has in store for you. But how many people have come to this conference, amen, not to be entertained, but to, to recognize and to make a declaration. I refuse to attach myself to something that's trying to weigh me down and keep me from being who God has called me to be. You can't have religion. In relationship with Christ. You can't have Hagar and Sarah. You can't have Isaac and Ishmael. Something is going to have to go. Some of you have come to a crossroad in your life. And you mean business because I can see it on your face. You're like, Pastor, I'm ready to make some changes in my life. I refuse to be bound another day in my life. And you have come eyeball to eyeball with Slewfoot. Some of you don't know who Slewfoot is. When I was a little boy, they taught me Slewfoot was the devil. Because he don't walk straight. You'll get it tomorrow. Devil. One of us have to go. I choose you. See, some of y'all are not ready for this type of transformation because some of you are still dancing with the devil because he's telling you things you want to hear. Oh, he told me he loved me. Yeah, but he told 20 others too that he loved them. 
Oh, he told me he's going to give me the world. You're dancing with the devil. And you're dancing because the devil is flirting with you with deception. You don't realize it, but you're flirting with deception. It is a trap. It is a scheme. It is a plot to keep you back. I don't know why God has me here. I was going in a new direction, but he said, no, I want you to go in that direction. It is a plot to keep you back from being who God has ordained you to be. But somebody needs to look the devil eyeball to eyeball and say, devil, somebody has to go. I choose you. Get thee behind me. You do not belong in my life. You do not belong in my family. You do not belong in my mind. You do not belong in my future. You belong in my past. Get thee behind me, devil. Come on, somebody shout, get thee behind me, devil. You don't control this wheel. This wheel belongs to God. God is going to drive me places I've never been. He's going to connect me with the people I need. He's going to pour out his love upon me. You can't come into a new place in God still attached to something old. You've got to be transformed. Hmm. Some of you, have, you've been on delay too long. You've been on cruise control. You've been in the pit. You've been in the valley. You've been in your prison for too long. I wonder what would happen when you tell the devil, no. I changed my mind. I thought I was going back to that pit, but I changed my mind. I thought I was going back to that abuse, but I changed my mind. I thought I was going back to that dysfunction, but I changed my mind. I thought I was going back to that bottle, but I changed my mind. I thought I was going back to that dysfunction, but I changed my mind because I realized that my future is in God and God is in me and he has the best for me and he didn't bring me this forward to let me go under. They got to excuse me for shouting, I'm a preacher. You, you can't take new, you can't take the new and old. You, you can't take future and past. You, you can't take fresh and stale. You can't take history and destiny. You can't take anointing with the things of this world that bring corruption. You've got to choose whom you gonna serve. <laughs> You've got, Joshua says, he, he gave a charge to the children of Israel. It takes a bold pastor to confront his congregation. We've got to get some backbone pastors. We've got to get some boldness to confront our people because some of them are sleeping with the devil. And some of them are being entertained by a demon, a man of deception and delusion. And there's this, so you need somebody to speak into your life and tell you who it's going to be. 
it's going to either be God or it's going to be the devil. It's going to either be, come on, somebody, your destiny or your history. You need somebody who can be bold and get in your face and say, you know what? You're better than that. You're greater than that. God has better in store for you. But if you keep entertaining complacency, you keep entertaining people and their foolishness. God is going to hold me accountable. How many of you know we're going to all stand before God one day? And when we stand before God, amen, uh, he's not going to ask you, well, how was your husband? How was your wife? How was your neighbor? How was your friend? You are going to have to give an account for yourself. Did you do what God called you to do? Come on, somebody. You know what? I'm not going to stand for you on Judgment Day. God's just going to ask me, did you say what I wanted you to say? Amen. Well, them deacons, Lord. Them ushers, I'm telling you. Lord, them people, they, they just keep looking at me crazy and like I don't have no sense and, you know, not doing what they say. No, oh, no. All you got to be concerned about is were you faithful? Lord, I was faithful. Didn't get much results over here, but that's all right. I was faithful. Because your greatest reward is not what you're going to get from a man. Your greatest reward is what you're going to get from God. Some of you, while you're trying to please the neighbor sitting next to you, amen, you're going to see, here's, here's, here's how you here's, here's the, the sure key to failing in 2012. I want you to write this down. Here's the number one key. Huh? This is how you're going to fail. I'm using... Psychology on you right now. Here's how you're going to fail. You ready? Start pleasing everybody. Start pleasing everybody. Are you happy? Are you happy? You happy? You happy with me? You happy? You ha okay, you happy. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're not happy? Oh, what, what I need to do is get you. Got to massage you a little bit. Got to pump you up a little bit. Okay, I can't go. God can't go forward until he's happy with me. Oh, God, I can't go forward until he's smiling, until they're smiling. Oh, God. You see, here's the sure key. I'm telling you, write this down. Write it down. The sure key to failing in 2012. Just start trying to please everybody. You know what? I graduated from that. Because I realized after you get through pleasing one person, somebody else will get upset with you and mad with you. And then after you try to get things right with them, then somebody else will have something. You might as well just please Jesus. You might as well just say, you know what, 2012, I'm going to please God. God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. God, whatever you tell me, Lord, I'm going to say, God, whatever you have in store for me, I believe I receive it. Touch your neighbor and say, this is my year for transformation. Oh, no, this is my year for transformation. Some changes have got to be made. Some changes have got to be made. Take your pen out. Get you a notepad. Start writing it down. Here are some things that need to get your iPad, your iPhone, your, 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 your Blackberry, whatever you call it, your droid or whatever you need. Get it down. This is what I'm going to change and start taking action toward change. This is your year for change. Oh, Lord. Y'all all right? God wants to give you a fresh start. God wants to give you a new beginning. Let this message be your reference point.
Now, let me show you how to receive. Let me show you how to receive. See, a lot of you don't know how to receive because you come into a word church and no, no Bible, nothing to write with, nodding your head, and you, you don't know how to receive. You, you, you never come to class without your material. Because first of all, you need, to, you need to understand whoever's preaching, you need to make sure it's in the Word. I was in one service, this is a long time ago, we was a visiting church. Preacher was up hooping, hollering, moaning and groaning. How many of y'all come from that? <laughs> Having an asthma attack. <gasps> I thought the brother was going to die. I said, breathe, breathe. And <laughs> but there are people they like that. They like that. They come to church to be entertained. They go home. What did the preacher talk about? He talked about. <gasps> I couldn't understand what he was saying, but oh, it sure sounded good. It's your year for change. Well, when you come into a place where you're getting instruction, you've got to have the word. The preacher has to have something to back up what he says with, because if he doesn't, you throw it away with all the other garbage he says. Then you have to have something to write with, because it's nothing like you seeing what you got out of that message. See, if I write something for you, you may read it and it may be profound, but it may not have the right impact for you. It's something about you seeing your handwriting. And when you're taking notes, you're not trying to write every single thing the preacher is saying. Okay, he, he said, and, well, did he say and or of? <laughs> did he say in or out? No, 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 no. You're going to write down that thing that hit your spirit. Because I'm telling you, you got to use this as a reference point. Because six months later, you're going to go back to that notebook. And God is going to remind you of what was spoken when you were in that service. But if you don't have the right the material written down, you're going to miss the opportunity that God wanted to bring in your life six months later. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life.